the Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9. Catherine and Scotty. And we have Danielle Wheeler on the phone. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And uh, I don't think you've met my co-host, so you're going to meet him over the phone way, but Scott? Good morning, good morning. How are you going? G'day, Scott. How are you? It's hard because we're sort of trying to make it all work here with uh, limited resources. But look, um, I want to just touch base with you to see um, what I know that you haven't been going out and about, but what have you been hearing about people in the area that they're sort of coping with this a lot better this time? Um, yeah, look, it seems like last year was a pretty good practice run, if you could call it that. Um, so we certainly, I think council is a, is a bit better prepared. We've had some We've had some learnings from last year, and it seems like everybody else has as well. Um, I, the other look, the other big difference is that we can still, you know, on this side. I'm in. I live in Wilberforce, so on this side of the river, we can still get out via um, yeah. via Bell's line of road um, or the putties. I mean, there's been a few few landslips, and people are encouraged not to do it. You know, yeah. not to do those drives if they don't have to. But I. Somehow I think that tones the panic down a little yeah. bit, you know, you knowing that if you if you have to get out for an emergency, mm. you can. We the the other great advantage of course is that you can get supplies mm. around. We do though have pockets of people who are isolated yes. due to because they've been cut off by floodwaters yeah. and they're you know, they're one of the primary concerns. Yeah. It and apparently I think it was um who was saying to me yesterday, I think it was Tony Bosworth was saying that the SES and uh, the Maritime Services and RFS, they're all getting up to Colo and all those McDonald and all those little areas that were pocketed and cut off last time. So we've got um, <clears throat> the McDonald's, the McDonald Valley's completely cut off. They've got yep. a couple of big, um, they've got land slips on, on all the access roads oh dear. up there. And some of that seems to be the, some of this I think we're seeing the the, um, the ramifications of the bushfires, yep. where a lot of the vegetation was stripped off. Yes, um, but there's but there's there's some big um, there's some big slips up on Wiseman's Ferry Road and Settlers Road. Yep. Um, I mean, and Settlers Road's ne- never been a great road to yep. start with. You know, yep. we always apologise when I go to St Albans. And mm-hmm. I feel like I should get a T-shirt that says I'm very sorry about Settlers Road. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Can we, we do anything about people. that, Danielle? Can we? Oh, look, what we what we desperately need, and I'd love to talk to you about this, you know, if we, if, depending on how long we've got this morning, yeah. about what we need to make these communities truly resilient. Yeah. Now, we we desperately need a big injection of funds yeah. for some of these access. These access roads are really important, mm. you know, and that we've got the federal government sitting on, I think it's four billion dollars in a in a in their emergency, uh, mm. their emergency fund, emergency response fund. Yeah. Um, it earned seven hundred million dollars in interest, and none of it's been spent. Yeah, you know, if we could pour that sort of money into some of these access roads mm. and our evacuation routes, and and our <clears throat> you know, and roads like the driftway, which I know is going to be upgraded, but has you know spent most of its time the last couple of days underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we could we could really make a difference, not just during times of emergency. Mm. You know, it's not just flood; it's bushfire as well that we desperately mm. need to get people in and out of these places. Yeah. But we could make a difference to people's lives every day mm. as well. So it would be really, would be money really well spent. But mm. you'd really see the the, um, <clears throat> the benefits of it yeah. during disasters. Yeah, and this is the mitigation plans that people are talking about at the moment, I think, that trying to mitigate uh, isolation yeah, and, to, and, yeah, floods. We have to 
have that conversation. I mean, at the moment, people in Wiseman's Ferry, I understand, are getting being resupplied by, by boats from the yeah. FBS, and the yeah. FBS is the lead agency yeah. at this stage of the of the of the problem. Yeah. Um, but they're carrying. I mean, they're, they're really resilient communities over yeah. there. You know, they're they're really well connected. They're yeah. very well prepared. They understand the risks yeah. of the community that they live in. But <clears throat> being cut off for several days, fuel is one of the big things because yes. they're, they're reliant on generators. Mm. Um, yeah, you can only you, some of them have battery solar solar and battery. Yes, uh, and that 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 works well for a for a short period of time. Yes. Um, but you do need the sun to shine eventually. Yes. Uh, that's been a bit, you know, it's been a bit Iffy. limited the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so most of those people are down to generators. Um, and, and you've got to get fuel in and out. Mm. People are reticent to keep loads of fuel mm. on site you know, mm. because you've got them in, in some of those places. They're, they're chasing up to higher ground yeah. all the time. Mm. <clears throat> so, so they're... <clears throat> sorry, I'm a bit croaky this morning. You're right. um, <clears throat> no, you go. I was going to say it's um it's it's sad that you know we like I look at it and I've been saying to people I've been talking to in the last week that from the last time which is only a year ago nearly till now that we've learnt a lot and we've been able to make this time where we get in and we more get in and get stuck into it and get it done and are positive and proactive, whereas last time we may have been scared and not knowing what was happening, but. You know, every time we learn something from a situation, we've got an opportunity to improve and critique ourselves about what we need to do or what, you know, could we do better. And, you know, knowing that we need access roads cleared or whatever we need done, I mean, this is really a fundamental thing and it's coming back to infrastructure. And that's how I see it. That's my raw thinking. And um, I think that's... A lot of the talk, which will be a lot after these floods go and it'll hang around for a while while they're hot in everyone's mind and then it'll peter out again until the next flood. But you are correct. We need to talk about this and we need to be proactive. We do and we need to get. We need to be in the... At the, follow, the bit following of the disaster is when people are paying attention, yeah. you know, both to the disaster and, and you're right, you know, if you, don't, if you don't strike while the iron's hot... Mm. You lose the opportunity, but you also lose the opportunity, I think, to get higher levels of government paying attention, mm. and that's what we really need. I mean, at the moment, the focus is on on Northern New South Wales, as mm. it should be, mm. because you know they're they're having a yes, we're, they're having a real crisis. You know, yeah. poor old Lismore, yeah, um, oh. and and some of those outlying parts. You know, I think Lismore's really looking at its very future yeah. at the moment. Yeah, um, you know, we're, whereas you know we. We know that we have this risk. We know that we have to live yeah. with it. Um, but we do have to make some really hard decisions, I think, about that, that going forward. What we do, what we really need help with, and we know this, you know, one of the learnings, I think, from last year is that we we really need, we, we've got a massive bill from last year's flood yeah. that we still haven't fixed, you know. Mm. So, and, and particularly, I'm particularly thinking of places like Greens Road mm. and Upper Colo Bridge, you know, where we've, We've had the engineers come in. We've, we we know what we have to do in those places. Mm. Um, one of the problems that we've got right across the LGA with these with the work, so we had about about a between a thirty and forty million dollar bill mm. for for clean up yeah. from from last year's flood for for, for repair. Um, and so that's <laughs> that's a huge part of our budget. Yeah. In order to we can get that money back from the from the state and federal government, 
but we have to spend it before we can recover it. And this is one of the problems. It's Catch one of the problems 22. for homeowners as for homeowners as well. Mm. Um, you know, you have to spend that money before you can get it back. Mm. Um, and so that's that's a huge part of our of our annual budget. Mm. We've got two years in order to do that work so that we can so that we're eligible to claim it. Mm. So we've got a so council has to forward fund that work, and that bill's going to be bigger now. You know, more of Greens Road has washed out. Mm. Uh, Freedom's Reach Road has washed out again. Mm. Um, so we, we we don't just need, and we don't just need help with that with that funding. You know, we really need that funding up front so that we aren't robbing Peter to pay Paul, yeah. you know, um, and putting off other works that we've waited yeah. a long time to do. Yeah. Um, but we also need help with project management. You know, and yeah. so after you've had a series of disasters like this, we know from the bushfires, it, it, it's hard to get it's hard to get contractors, it's hard to get engineers, it's hard to get the, the project management people on the ground. You know, we're a relatively small council. Mm. We don't have we don't have people um, sitting around waiting to do that sort those sort of major projects. So this is the this is what we really need help with from from state and federal government. So we, we last time we got help from Surrounding councils, like Blacktown Council, for mm. example, um, City of Sydney is always really generous um, mm. for, for for different councils. Mm. Um, Liverpool Council helped us out last time too, mm. um, but we we need we need big help. Yeah. yeah, and and it's not just us; it's needed right up and down the coast mm. now. And the look, the federal government is just going to have to, and and the state government, they're just going to have to come to the party. Mm. But these are <laughs> these people don't. These people belong to to the state. There's a responsibility of state and federal governments, I think, in these spaces to not just send the army in to help clean up, but to get these communities back so that they're stronger yeah. next time. And then there's, you know, there's a whole host of things that need doing so that next time is is easier. We need to collect the information for, from people. Mm. Uh, people need to collect that information themselves. People need to be having conversations as, as families and communities mm. about what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, we need, we know, and we know this from the fires as well. You know, we encouraged everybody to have a bushfire plan um, for the for the fires. We need to have flood plans. Mm. Now, people need to have now, and I think we've got a better idea from last year. Mm. But people need to have an idea in their heads. What what have I got for when the power goes out? Mm. How could I cope if the power goes out? What people on Terrace Road have been told that they'll have the power out for four or five days. Uh, we know people down on on Grono Point at Wilberforce. You, know, you can lose the power for a week down there with you know in a in a flood. Um, mm. They did last year. They probably will. They, they probably will again. Um, <clears throat> so how, how will I go? You know, if my store of food is in the freezer and the power's out, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Um, you know, what, do I have an? How am I going to provide light? How am I going to provide heat or cool or, or warm? Mm. How am I going to clean up mm. if I can't? Use a, a gurney, or you yeah. know the the wet and dry vacuum just stuck out in the bottom of the house, or all of this stuff. Yeah, you know, these are. Do I have a generator? Do I have fuel for the generator? Do I have gas bottles? The preliminary you know, these things, are the things aren't that, they? They're really elementary things. You know, mm. sit down and think about food, shelter, um, fuel, um, and, and get get yourself get yourself a plan, mm. um, and then that way too. Then if you're able bodied and cashed up enough to and I know not everybody is, is able to put aside, you know, a stock of food for a week 
for example. And that's where we have organisations like Hawkesbury Helping Hands who are currently running around resupplying people who, who are getting desperate. And, you know, we, we've got people who've now been without an income in some cases for, mm. for more than a week. Mm. Uh, and so there is a level of, of desperation. Mm. Um, yeah, we've, we're lucky at this time that the shops are open and well stocked. Yes. <clears throat> but there will be people who can't afford to go shopping in those yes. shops. Yes. And there are people who can't get to the shop yeah. as well. And there, the SES and Hawkesbury Helping Hands have have been um, have been setting have been getting food out um, yeah. to, to them, and that's really important, um, you know, and and really valuable. And if people are stuck and they can't get food or fuel, they they need to get in contact with either council or the SES yeah. um, and let them know that they need help. But if you can provide for yourself, then that's one less burden. On oh, the system as look, well. I, so you know, if you've got if you've got resources and you're fit and healthy enough to to do it, then you should do it because yeah. otherwise you, you know you're leaning on somebody else yeah. and somebody who desperately needs it and, and isn't asking yeah. is going to miss out. Yeah. I, th- I was talking to David from the SES um, quite a few times, and he said that this time around the amount of people that was having to move stock to higher grounds was a lot less than what it was last year. And he was so happy for that, for the fact that it freed up the SES to be able to be there for other situations that needed the SES so they weren't as strained. And I think like what you're saying too, that again it's conversations that need to be started and instead of like, you know, um, you're living in a floodplain, you shouldn't build there, That that's really not a helpful statement. It's... The fact is we're living in a floodplain. If you've built there, well, there obviously wasn't the infrastructure that was needed. Let go of that even too because that's not going to get you anywhere worrying about that. You need to be well, it's proactive. Not going to fix it this, it's not going to fix it this week. No, it's you know, not. It's not going to fix no. it when the floodwater's coming at you. That's right. So, yeah, we, yeah there, there's, a, there's a time for these conversations. That's and look, right. We do need to have a conversation about where we put housing. You know, we, we re- even changed the Simmons, mm. the Resilience Commissioner has come out and said we have to have a conversation mm. um, about where we put houses. And I think that's, you know, that's a discussion that Lismore's um, about to have. You know, mm. do, they need to, do they need to move their entire town? Yes, I heard fact? that. And we saw yep. some of that after the, after the Brisbane mm. floods. I did have um, Shane Stone, I think it is, coming on today, but they've um, now said they're unavailable for a chat today. But um, and busy. I, yes, uh, but the thing is that these are the questions that you know we wanted to ask to find out what's going on with a uh, federal uh, election looming, very very looming. It's sort of a time where you have either Labor or Liberal coming out and saying, "Oh well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that," and it's a little bit of like playing bat and ball or you know ping pong, whatever you want to call it. And I'm not going for or against either side of it. But the problem is that people are looking at their policies to say, well, what are you going to do? Now, obviously, with this flood, we in the Hawkesbury will be looking to see, well, who's going to help us here? But the problem is sometimes these promises don't come to fruition. And that, I think, is where people get very lost. Because the conversations you're talking about, Danielle, totally agree they need to be done but as soon as the floods go and we all get calmed down, we're back into our Groundhog Day, the conversations won't happen. Oh, look, and those conversations aren't being held everywhere anyway. I mean, I turned on the ABC News last night and the two things that were foremost in my mind were obviously flooding mm. and the Ukraine. Yeah. And instead we spent the first seven minutes 
of the new sports and talking about Shane Warne. Mm. Now, it's all very sad that, mm. that Shane Warne's died. And I know that people, you know, really, many people really admired him, mm. but I, I don't want to talk about a dead cricketer. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's more important conversations mm. here mm. at the moment, but we're already not having them because most of Sydney is inconvenienced. Mm. And so they've they've already moved on. You know, mm. they've done a bit of disaster porn. A few people have, have come out and had a bit of a sticky beak. Yeah. Um, they can watch it on the news and on Facebook, but they've moved on. You yeah. know, they're, they're back into their mm. into their ordinary lives. Um, yeah. As far as the promises go, um, look, there's always going to be promises and That's there's always right. going to be broken promises, That's right. That's I right. think. You know, yeah. and, I, and look, I think you know, politicians do need to... The, the, the promises do need to change with the information, yeah. you know, with, with, with what happens. Yeah. What we've got to see, though, is some, is some real action yeah. on, on climate because yeah. we're now living it. You know, the latest, yeah. uh, and I know not everybody here still is convinced that climate change is a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the Greens cop a lot of flack out here. And I've got to say, the Hawkesbury's becoming that, that, that climate denial is becoming increasingly limited mm. as people are living with climate change. Yeah. I've just come back. Um, the, um, Mary Lyons Bucket, Nathan Zampogno and I have just come back. In fact, we, we hightailed it on, early on Wednesday um, back from Sydney from the local government New South Wales conference. Mm. And no one is denying mm. that that what we see now is mm. is climate change mm. um, and it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's... The, and we have to move, you know, we have to make some really radical changes. Mm. And that's what we need from mm. the federal government. None of this, you know, we had Professor Leslie Hughes from the, um, the pro-vice-chancellor from Macquarie University mm. um, speaking speaking to us at the conference and mm. saying, you know, the, the targets that the federal government have set, and Labor has backed in, mm. are, are too late. Mm. So we, we're here with the threat of flood and fire and really increasing heat in summer. It's a bit hard to imagine this summer, but mm. you know, we, we know that we're looking at really, really hot mm. summers. Mm. We're on the front line now. Australia is the, Australia will be the most impact-developed country yeah. by climate change. If we don't want to be living with this future um, or worse, then we really have to move, mm. and government policy has to, has to be firm on that. We need much, much better targets mm. if we're going to have any sort of future, let alone a prosperous future. Yeah. But we also then have to start mitigating. Yeah, and that comes down to road projects that are that are fit for purpose. Yeah. You know, we this idea that of the of the blue or green route for for the Richmond bridge duplication project that mm. gives us a one in five flood immunity mm. and runs over a lot of flooded roads. Mm. We're looking at a repeat of the Windsor Bridge. Yeah. You know, we, we had that opportunity with Windsor to go around, to use higher ground, to provide better. It would, it's not it's never going to, we're on a floodplain. We're yeah. never going to have flood-free access. But gee whiz, we could do better than one in five, yeah. one in five flood immunity, which is what we're looking at for Richmond Bridge. Now, governments are going to have to admit that, we're, that we've got a problem and start to pivot. You know, the, the cheapest, the cheapest solution isn't going to, isn't the best. No. Um, and this, and the solution, frankly, the solution that might cut a bit of time off the track, a bit more time off the traffic, or be be slightly faster mm. than the other proposed route that will give better flood immunity. And yeah. flood immunity doesn't just mean that you can get in and out; it means that emergency services yes, that's right. can get in and out. You know, I've seen a number of posts on Facebook mm. where people have said, "I need to get to a hospital." Mm. 
you know, I need I need an ambulance. You know, this is wrong with my kid. I need That's an ambulance. Right. Well, you need an ambulance. It's coming from Katoomba, and there's no hospital at Katoomba. Yeah, good luck with that. Either, you know. So mm. you're looking at a good a good couple of hours on, yeah. at least mm. before you've got any sort of decent mm. incident response. Mm. You know, we, John of God pivots and John of God pivots and does some emergency care, mm. and they do station ambulances over here. But if but otherwise, you're looking at a at a helicopter. Mm. Um, you know, and that's that we 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 really need better than this. But we do have to have a conversation about where we're putting people. And I know the government has said that they're not going to put any more people on the floodplain, but they are. Mm. You know, they, they still are. Mm. Um, and they and but worse than that, they're putting people on our evacuation routes, mm. so that if people have to do a sprint out of McGrath Hills, Bly Park, South Windsor, and all of these places are, are low and they're all flood affected, mm. um, Windsor Downs. Those people have got to get out over Richmond Road. Mm. Now, anybody who's been who's driven down R- Richmond Road lately, mm. yeah, you, we, we can't get people in and out on a dry Tuesday mm, in a timely right. fashion. Yeah. What uh, are we going to do yeah. if there's a real disaster? Mm. I mean, because th- these floods, they're, you know, they're, they're problematic, mm. but they're a baby compared to what we could have. Mm. We've, we've got, all those houses on our flood evacuation routes will mean that we can't get out. We know this. We've council the floodplain risk management committee that has now been disbanded on council and, and rolled into um, a, the, the disaster response committee, which mm. has only met twice. Mm. We've had, we've actually had more natural disasters than we've had meetings of that committee. Mm. Like council has got to get it back together in this space as well. Mm. Um, we've we've been pummeled by a series of crises mm. too, but we've we've got to start. Yeah, we've we've got to be. I've asked. I've said that the federal and state government need to rise to the occasion. Mm. So do we, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and we need to have some some solid meetings where we discuss preparedness and response. Um, but we've um, we've been telling the state government that yeah, through the through the old floodplain risk management committee, we used to meet the the SES and mm. the Department of Planning, Industry and Environment used to attend those meetings. Mm. They were really valuable. Um, and we've we've said to them, you know, we need we need sources of power west mm. of the river. We need you to stop building on our evacuation routes because we're going to drown. <laughs> you know, this, this isn't yeah. not an inconvenience. Yeah. West of the river, we get stuck. You know, yes. and it's and it gets a bit tedious. Yes. You know, and if you can get food and fuel to people, they're okay. Yes. But actually, east of the river is really problematic, and yeah. those people have to be able to get out. You know, we've got these well, shrinking flood islands east well, of the river. I mean, I agree with you because the thing is you only need to see how many people call the M4 and all the other um, ways to work, just like a stationary car park. So, you know, we're getting that, just as you say, with everyday traffic and heaven help us if we have to get out on one of these routes to, um, you know, to escape a disaster, we we will have problems. We will, yeah, Yeah, and and those those, those developments through Marsden Park, you know, they're – Many of them don't have a lot of high ground yeah. either, and so they will be on our evacuation route. Yeah. Um, you know, we've because the, the main place that you're supposed to evacuate to is Homebush. You know, we yeah. saw people taking stock to Castle Hill. Mm. Um, you know, th- these are long drives mm. now. Yeah. You know, they they weren't before there was so much traffic. Yeah. But these are now lengthy drives. Yeah. Um, yeah and but, and if you've got you know if you've got your kids and your, your pets and oh no your it's... stuff 
for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it all adds up hard. in the end. Yeah, yeah. It no. does. And then you've got, you know, and then you've got all the rubberneckers who, yeah. who just can't stay away. Yeah. As well, yeah. um, I've got friends on the on the peninsula who you know who have who have now basically evacuated their houses completely, yeah. and they're just keeping it away on the river mm. level, mm. and hoping that they don't have a repeat of last year. And so far, they haven't. Yeah. You know, and one of the that's actually one of the good things we had that last year. I think we we were slow with the warnings, um, and and the warnings were were um, yeah. I think we said. I think the, the warnings last year didn't were, were probably a bit optimistic um, in in hindsight. This year, the warnings have been pessimistic. You know, we said that the river could get to fourteen yes. meters, and it only got and it's got to just below twelve. Yeah, but uh, it's rising know, again, so we don't really know at the moment. With That's the right. Waters, yeah. so. uh, I think it's dropped. I think it's dropped in the last mm. a little bit in the last hour. But yeah, we're seeing we're seeing that the flash flooding is what we've what yes. we've seen this time. Yes. We had. We had cars quite. We had a, a there's a street, Turnbull Avenue in Wilberforce, which is relatively high, yeah. um, you know, for Wilberforce, um, and the dip there filled with water, and the car was was stuck in it. Um, I think yesterday they got it out, and yeah. it was okay, but we've never seen that I, sort of thing. You know, you'd go to you'd go to bed at night in Turnbull Avenue thinking you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think a yeah, lot of people have been in that situation though, Danielle, where this has happened that they've got a lot of flash flooding, and as a lot of people have said, it doesn't flood always the same way both times. So it's um, well, and that's, but, that's the complexity of the Hawkesbury yes. Opinion, is that it? Yeah, you know, it's not a single catchment. No, you know, it's not a single river. No, um, and, and of many... course we're seeing that. That development upstream is changing yeah. the behaviour of South Creek yeah. as well, and I think you know, and 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 through the hills that that will change flood behaviour yeah. into Oakville. Yeah, Oakville's Oakville's had lots more um, road closures and flooding than it's seen in the past. Mm. Um, but I think that I'm it's... not saying that that's necessarily due to to those developments, no. but it is a different pattern yeah. of, of of water distribution. Yeah. I, I think that all these things, as you say, they need to have a conversation about it. And I'm really pleased that, you know, you had the time and I know it was early to uh, have this talk with us today on radio. And hopefully, you know, we can put this out on podcast and people can listen to it. And if they've got anything to say, they can contact you or Mary Lines Barkett or, you know, um, and have a say about it and start, you know, talking about what they want so that they're heard. But I appreciate that the time. I appreciate your time can I today. Just give a can yeah. I just give a couple of plugs, Catherine, go, before go. we go? Yeah. If people want to donate money um, or goods and now also time to help mm. with the cleanup, can they get on to Give It? So it's okay. G I V I T. Either on um, there's a there's a link on Council's Facebook and website. Um, so it's G I V I T dot org dot au. Um, so rather than going to to agencies or wanting to bring stuff in your car out here in your car, get yep. in touch with Give It. They can send it to where it's needed. Um, get onto if you've got if you've been impacted by flood damage. Mm. Firstly, take photos of it and document it well for your insurance and for any claims you might put in. But jump onto council's website and um, and register um, because we'll start rolling out that assistance as soon as the water starts to come down. Yep. Um, waste, particularly for waste cleanup, yep. probably won't be bins this time. It's more likely to be um, the bins were a bit were a bit fraught last time. Yep. Um, It'll probably be trucks with yeah. with machinery to pick yeah. it up, so hopefully a bit safer yeah. than we did last time. But get on a register for that. That's mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. Put your bins out. We've got some trucks on this side of the road. We've got limited trucks and drivers. Lift yeah. goes taking our 
our household waste, yep. which have been out, leave it out. We'll get to it. Yep. Okay, um, so what I'll do is I'll put and those stay links. home. Yes. You know, well, we've been got, saying if you, that. If you yep. don't have to go out, don't. stay at home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And please check on your neighbours and your friends. Yes. I'll and get if that. You're stuck and you and you need fuel, food or fuel, contact council. We've got extra customer service people on, so you can ring the main desk mm-hmm. on four five six zero double four double four. Um, and and um, and let people know that you need, or ring the SES and let people know that you need help with okay. resupply. All right, I'll get all that together and put that out on the post in Facebook and social media, so people have got Fantastic. all those links. Thank you once again. Great. I appreciate it, and you take care of yourself. You too. Stay. Try and stay relatively dry. <laughs> we will. We will. All right. And that, of course, <laughs> thanks, was, Catherine. No worries. And that, of course, was Danielle Wheeler from the council, and uh, we will, of course, do this. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury, Pulse 89.9.